This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO Homicide. Today we're taking a look at a case that some people think may have involved a UFO and non-human entities in the death of a man. Now the man's name was... Zygmunt Adamski, that's Zygmunt Adamski, and the case took place over in the UK back in 1980. Now, I've put some links uh, on the Twitter account, UFO Warning, you can get there by going to at warning sub UFO, and I put a link to, uh, the first link is a documentary by Vox TV, they do a lot of stuff on YouTube, they do a lot of uh, Real interesting, uh, pretty entertaining little seven, eight documentaries concerning paranormal UFO stuff. And this one I found particularly interesting. The gist of the case is you have a guy who went missing, uh, Mr. Adamski, was gone for five days. And finally, when they uh, found him deceased, he was found on top of a, of a uh, coal pile at uh, this mine or processing uh, facility that was owned by his father. Now, the strange thing was, first off, he's on top of this coal pile. What's he doing up there? He's laying up there, and he has been, they describe it as though he was uh, dressed by somebody. He's wearing a suit jacket, no shirt, the button's not buttoned up correctly. It looks like somebody's giving him, has given him a haphazard haircut. It's almost like he's staged there. Uh, he's been gone for five days, but he's only got a day's worth of beard stubble grown out. And then he has some strange, what looks like burn marks, or maybe from an, an electrode uh, on his head and face, which have been treated with an ointment. And they point out in the documentary that they run this ointment up against, uh, I think they said 5,600 different types of ointments, and there was no match. So that's pretty unusual. Whatever kind of ointment was used, it was nothing uh, known to uh, law enforcement. Now, the investigation just seems to hit a dead end. That's another thing. Secondly, they classified everything. Now, why on earth would the police classify an investigation into, you know, just a, a run-of-the-mill Joe's murder? Some people said, well, possibly there was Russian involvement. Well, in my opinion, there's always Russian involvement when they don't want to answer a question. Second thing that's very strange about this case is one of the police officers involved, now this is 40 years ago, remember, he claims in a video that he had an encounter with a UFO, <clears throat> I think he said five months after the fact. So it makes it seem like possibly this thing was in the area stalking still. He goes into... Um, First, first one psychiatrist or psychologist, and then a second, two or three, I think he said three, and he ends up going into uh, regression therapy through hypnosis. And all three times, he has the same story. And they show a little videotape there that where this officer uh, describes an abduction and having um, 
as he actually refers to them as non-human entities uh, doing different procedures on him. And because the documentary is pretty short, they don't go too far into it. Now that's the gist of that's the gist of the story from this recent documentary. So I went and did a little research and found a couple different articles on it. The first article I came to was from the the examinerlive.co.uk and I believe this article was from here it is. It says update updated uh, January 17th, 2018. So this is from a couple years ago. And the article's not too badly written. They kind of take a condescending look toward the notion that it was a UFO, a UFO involved homicide. And they also, um, when I get to it, I'll, I'll cover it. But there's also some stuff here, a little bit conflicting about the officer's uh, subsequent abduction. Okay, so the article says Alien Abduction or KGB, the baffling case of the miner whose body was found on a pile of coal. This is by Andrew Robinson. It says Ziggy, Ad- Ziggy Adamski disappeared from his home and his body was found 20 miles away on a coal pile. The disappearance of a Yorkshire miner in 1980 left police baffled and prompted alien abduction conspiracy theories. Zygmunt Adamski went missing in mysterious circumstances from his house in Thornfield Crescent at Tingley, near Wakefield in June 1980. The 56-year-old miner at Lofthouse Colliery, who was known to many as Ziggy, had set off on June 6th on a walk to the local shop to buy groceries. It was the last time that Polish-born Mr. Adamski was seen alive. His wife Lottie's initial suspicion was that he had been kidnapped. Five days after he disappeared, coal yard worker Trevor Parker found his body on top of a 10-foot-high pile of coal at his father's coal yard in Todd Morton, around 20 miles from Tingley. So apparently the coal pile belonged to the guy that found him, not to Mr. Ziggy. That's a correction there. Now it says he was wearing a suit, but his shirt was missing, as were his watch and wallet. His clothes were said to be improperly fastened, and he had only one day of beard growth. Mr. Adamski's hair had also been cropped short in a roughly cut manner. His body was also covered in burn marks on his head, neck, and shoulders. His face, it was reported, showed absolute terror, but there were no injuries to explain the cause of death. The burns were said to be covered in a strange ointment which could not be identified by scientists. They, <clears throat> what happened to him, and how did he end up in Todd Morden? Those questions haven't been answered, but this hasn't stopped speculation and the development of some quite outlandish theories. One tabloid newspaper suggested that Zygmunt had been abducted and killed by aliens and his body dumped on top of the coal pile. Others put forth theories that he had been killed by KGB forces or had been left dazed and confused after being struck by ball lightning or some other unidentified phenomena. And I would just interject here to say, a lot of times, anytime the subject of UFOs come up, the first thing the writers in these these mainline news articles do is they, they interject words like conspiracy theory or outlandish or unproven. 
Just stop back and think about the recent cow mutilations we had out in Oregon. You know, you've got a 1,200-pound cow that's laying there dead with his throat slit, and there's not a single drop of blood on the ground. And somebody says, wow, maybe some sort of non-human entity or UFO was involved. And the first thing that happens is, is that they're ridiculed. Well, I'm not sure how that's an outlandish theory when you're dealing with something so strange. I mean, when they when the criminal act itself is so bizarre, then I think it's a little more a little more logical to uh, entertain the notion that whatever caused that criminal act is a little bit bizarre. And in this case, we have this guy with the staged body on top of a coal pile. No explanation. He's 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 been he's it looks like he's had his clothes put on by somebody else. You know they've gone to a lot of trouble. They've cut his hair for crying out loud. He's missing for five days. Uh, no explanation where he's at. And and all of a sudden we're supposed to we're supposed to think it's a conspiracy theory if somebody puts puts forth a notion that maybe this wasn't a UFO involved homicide. The article con- the article continues in November 1980. Five months after Mr. Adamski's body was found, Constable Godfrey, and this is the police officer that I was talking about earlier that was that had his own UFO sighting, had his own encounter with a UFO less than a mile away from the coal yard. The respected policeman made a sketch of the UFO and later, under hypnosis, told a story about being taken aboard the UFO and given a physical examination by two non-human entities. The policeman's UFO story made headlines around the world. Mr. Godfrey, now 70, told the examiner that the story he told under hypnosis was probably merely a dream, adding, I never said I was abducted by aliens. Now, this is strange that this is even in the article. This is in 2018, but in 2020, yesterday, you can watch the video there. Just go to uh, UFO Warning and click on the link to the YouTube video. The guys who- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He's telling a different story. I mean, they interview the guy and he's, and he's sitting there watching the video of, of himself being uh, hypnotized. And he says, well, that's the story I told. And I told it three different times to three different, um, I think he says psychiatrist or psychologist. So he says, well, it makes you wonder. Well, so I don't know. The guy's being a little bit obtuse here. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe he's just been under so, under so much psychological pressure and ridicule that now he wants to back away from the story of abduction, of abduction, but the fact that he was hypnotized three different times and told the same exact story about the abduction and the examination three different times makes it seem a lot more likely. Now, I'm not sure if he actually is uh, downplaying it here, or if maybe this is the author just interjecting the, their opinion, but by comparing these news articles um, to actually having the camera on somebody while they're being interviewed, it kind, of, it kind of really makes you wonder just what the heck's going on here. However, he believes it's possible that 
Mr. Godfrey now, <clears throat> excuse me, however he believes it's possible that Adamski was, was taken by aliens. I am open-minded. I can't rule it out. Mr. Godfrey doesn't believe Mr. Adamski was murdered, although he said a more senior police colleague in 1980 believed he had been killed. He thinks that Mr. Adamski didn't die where he was found, but had been placed there by someone or something. He added he was on top of the coal pile on his back with not a bit of coal on him. His eyes were wide open and he had burn marks. Why would he climb up a stack of coal? Although the coroner recorded an open verdict ruling that Mr. Adamski had died of a heart attack, Mr. Godfrey says there are unanswered questions. There was some ointment on the back of his neck. Samples were sent to a home office laboratory which couldn't identify it. Mr. Godfrey said he would never forget the look on Mr. Adamski's face. Those eyes were staring up at me. I was looking down on him from a foot away. Those eyes sent a shudder down my spine. They were wide open. He had a look of someone who had been who had seen something or someone who had scared him to death. He added, something or someone put him on top of that pile of coal and something scared him to death. Later, Mr. Godfrey spoke to the pathologist who carried out the post-mortem on Mr. Adamski's body. He said it was a classic case of someone who had been scared to death. The former policeman has no idea how the body ended up on the coal pile. How he got there, I don't know. I think something put him up there. Mr. Godfrey, who recently self-published a book, which includes details of the Adamski case, said it had similarities with the alleged alien abduction of American logger Travis Walton in Arizona in 1975. He, Travis Walton, went missing for five days, and he turned up alive. There are similarities. Almost 40 years on the case, almost 40 years on, the case continues to fascinate investigators and those interested in unexplained deaths. And tingly, local people still talk about the case. Now, the fact that he's on top of this coal mine, or um, this coal pile, why would he? This is so similar to the cases that we see with David Politis, where these people go missing in the national parks and they find the body halfway up the mountainside, and the shoes are off, but there's no there's no marks from walking on the rocks. You would expect the feet to have you know nicks and cuts and bruises, but there's nothing. They're just up there. It's almost as if they're posed, like something a serial killer would do. And this seems to be the case with Mr. Adamski. Another thing, 40 years later, and they still haven't solved the case. Now, the article concludes here. It says, Neil Beecham, who in 1980 was a reporter on the Morley Observer, said Mr. Adamski's mysterious disappearance 37 years ago, of course, this is 2018, has always troubled me and is a topic of conversation for the tight-knit community of Tingley, even to this day. Some commenters have suggested that Mr. Adamski may have been abducted, but not by extraterrestrials. Ten years ago, two British UFO investigators looked again at the case, according to reports. They discovered that at the time he disappeared, Mr. Abdamski was in the midst of a feud with a family member who was having marital problems and had moved in with the Abdamski couple. The investigators believe that Mr. Abdamski's disappearance may have been an abduction to, linked to the feud. Mr. Godfrey has no information on this angle, but said we had no reason to suspect any members of the family. Les Hewitt, in an article for Historic Mysteries, 
says the family members believe Mr. Abdamski had been abducted and held in a barn before having a heart attack. He concludes, The bizarre facts of this, of this case, clothes that were improperly fastened, the body dumped atop a coal heap without noticeable disturbance. I'll just stop right there. Dumped above a coal heap without noticeable disturbance. So apparently, if somebody would have climbed up there, or if he would have climbed up there, you could have saw the tracks climbing to the top of the coal heap, which makes sense. Combined with the fact that the guy didn't have any coal dust on him, shows that he was just laid up there. He was placed there. He was posed there. This is exactly the same thing that we see with the cattle mutilations. You have these, you have these uh, large animals that have their throats slit, have puncture wounds, uh, have uh, different organs removed, and then they're just laying there, uh, sometimes on their side, sometimes with their feet up in the air. But the common denominator is no blood hits the ground. How do you get 10 gallons of blood out of an animal without any of it touching the ground? You see, it's almost like it's been sacrificed and left there for us to see. And it's almost like this with poor Mr. Adamski. You wonder if something didn't abduct this man, uh, do whatever they did to him, and then just leave him there for us to see. Let's make an assumption that it was a UFO. Why would they put him back? There had to be a reason for that. If, if for nothing else, just to show us that they can do it. Now the article goes on and says, a writer for the website, well, Iron Skeptic, they they have the notion that this says that that uh, this was just a, a human abduction. You're you're always going to have that. The problem with these the problem with these theories that uh, UFO wasn't involved, that there, there was no paranormal involvement, is that they don't explain the very strange circumstances around the death of Mr. Abdamski. They don't they don't explain the very strange. Uh, circumstances around these cattle mutilations, the fact that no blood hits the ground. There's no way that human uh, that humans could have done that. Just like with with Mr. Adamski here, his body is found uh, on top of a 10-foot pile of coal, but there's no evidence of anybody climbing up or down that pile of coal, and there's no evidence that Mr. Adamski got any coal dust on him as he himself climbed the climbed that pile. And there's also an explanation of why this guy was walking around with a suit jacket and no shirt on. Now, I found another article on this, which I also thought uh, shed a little bit more light to it. And they're talking about um, this. It says, this is from bbc.co.uk, and this is from February 3rd, 2003. It's uh, It says, alien abduction claims in Yorkshire... A mysterious disappearance, a body with strange birds, strange burns, and an inexplicable substance that baffled scientists. Inside Out investigates the presence of paranormal activity in the death of a Yorkshire miner. A Zygmunt Adamski, a 56-year-old miner, went missing from his home in Tingley near Wakefield in June 1980. He had gone out to do some shopping. To Mr. Zygmunt's colleagues at Lofthouse Colliery, it was a complete mystery. Five days after he disappeared, Mr. Zygmunt's body was found 20 miles from his home at a coal yard in Todd Morden. Zygmunt's body was lying on top of a pile of coal. He was wearing a suit, but his shirt 
watch, and wallet were missing. On the back of his head, neck, and shoulders were mysterious burns which attracted lots of attention. Baffled, James Turnbull, the coroner who dealt with Zygmunt's death, says it's the biggest mystery of his career. The coroner was baffled because although Zygmunt had been missing for five days, he only had one day's growth of beard. He says the question of where he was before he died and what led to his death just could not be answered. James also said in a strange said a strange ointment that appeared to have been used on Zygmunt's burns could not be identified by forensic scientists. Exhaustive checks failed to reveal any record of Zygmunt having been treated at, at any hospital during his missing five days. It was at this point that the questions began occurring regarding the origin of his inexplicable ointment and who applied it to Zygmunt. Well, there you go. We have these two uh, inexplicable things. Why does he have these burns on his body? And why was there an ointment applied to it? If he was kidnapped, why would they even care about putting an ointment to it? And secondly, they've sent this thing into the authorities and nobody can identify the ointment. We have something here. Once again, we have a clue to this case that seemingly cannot be explained. The unidentified ointment. They run it across thousands of different ointments. No match. Just like with the cattle mutilations. We see these cattle laying there. No evidence whatsoever of anybody going to and from the crime scene. And no blood on the ground. It's that very strange paranormal angle of the case that tells us we need to examine more possibilities than just a, a human actor here. The article says, alien abduction. It was not just... It was not just the usual investigators, the police and coroners, who were attracted to this case. One of the famous US, one of the most famous UFOologists of all time was called. Adamski offered his own amazing theories on the tragedy. He believed aliens from outer space abducted the Yorkshire miner by a mistake. The speculation of an extraterrestrial encounter was fueled by the policeman who originally found Zygmunt's body, Alan Godfrey. Six months after finding Zygmunt's body, Alan was again on duty in Todd Martin at 5 a.m. He claims he also, he also encountered a UFO which made headlines all over the world. Alan says, I wish I'd never seen the UFO, particularly because of the effects on my children. It's not easy having a policeman as a father, but when he's a policeman who saw a UFO... It's even worse. This was a huge turning point in Alan Garfrey's life. He left the police force and has a new role as a speaker at charity fundraising events. The past 20 years, now this course was in 2003, there have been many claimed sightings in the Pennine Hills around Todd Morden. So here you go. We have a cluster of UFOs right where this uh, seeming homicide took place at. It's regarded as Britain's UFO hotspot, but serious UFO watchers dismiss most of these Pennheim sightings just as lights in the sky. Well, I'm not sure that serious UFO spotters would do that, because if you have unexplained lights in the sky, well then, by that very definition, they're in the sky, so they're flying, and they're unidentified, and if that's not a UFO, then I don't know what is. Although he still has a raft of unanswered questions regarding Zygmunt's death, James is opting for an early rather than is opting for an earthly rather than alien explanation at present. But he does say in fifty years' time, 
if we discover aliens having been visiting us, we didn't know we didn't know about it, then that might give an answer. But after all these years, Alan Goffrey still has no doubts, leaving thoughts of those extraterrestrial in the minds. But after all these years, Alan Goffrey still has no doubts, leaving thoughts of extraterrestrials in the minds of all those involved. Well, this is something that we see commonly in these uh, very, very strange UFO cases, especially by people that have been abducted. Now, this is a super traumatic event for somebody. <clears throat> so I can imagine where this guy was under so much pressure from his family and his and his neighbors and whatever, and probably experienced a lot of ridicule. And this might be the fact why we see his testimony kind of vacillating a little bit, going from one side to the other about talking about being abducted and assaulted by these non-human entities. Also, just in closing, I just want to point out one thing here. And they, and they talk about this in the Vox documentary. Now, they have files on this case of Zygmunt Adamski. But the government will not release the files. It's still classified 40 years later. Now, if we know one thing about the deep state, whether it's a deep state in the United States or whether it's a deep state in the UK if they're not releasing something that's gotten this much attention if it could help them they would release it this tells us that most likely there's something in that case that either points toward actual UFO abduction actual UFO threat and they don't want to disclose it to the public because it would make them seem well, it would make it seem like the public needs the, the, the government less. Or perhaps there's direct proof in there, or direct witness testimony that points to a UFO homicide in this case. At either, at either, either way, there's no reason really, after 40 years, for the UK not to release the police files on this poor man's death. The whole thing is a very strange case. And it's, it's a case worth looking at because of the similarities that it, that it has to so many other uh, missing people cases that are covered by David Politis and how uh, oftentimes uh, the strange, very odd circumstances uh, when those uh, victims are found. And it also uh, leads us to compare this, the, the crime scene somewhat to some of the uh, cattle mutilations that we see where... Uh, you know, it's hard to compare a human to a cow, but it's not that so much as the as the modus operandi. What's going on with the victim? The victim has been uh, physically abused, uh, maybe tortured or mutilated, and then the body is uh, posed in such a way that a human couldn't have done it. And you see this happening over and over again. So finally, you know, you... When you see these cases that happen so much and you can you can ninety percent rule out anything that a person could have done to create the situation, then you have to look elsewhere. But it seems like when we do look elsewhere, then the mainstream media comes out and starts attacking people by calling them conspiracy theorists or nut jobs or whatever. Really it's time to look at these cases on your own, examine the evidence yourself and ask yourself, well, what makes the most sense? You know, what what thing here seemed the most likely to have caused this is called the law of parsimony. If it's a, it's, it's the easiest solution, is probably the one that's correct. Overall, very fascinating case. Even though it happened forty years ago, 
highly recommend you take a trip over to the Twitter account, UFO Warning, link to some of those articles, uh, see what you think, and while you're over there, you can do a follow. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.